0: being in a frame. Travel. At Los Angeles,
1: 2023. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever gonna need to listen to. I am H. John Scott slash Sadie Pines.
0: And I'm Carrie Doherty. And
1: this is a podcast where we used to watch an episode of the Golden Girls and then talk about it, but then we ran out of episodes. And then we broke down all 24 episodes of the Fantastic Spinoff the Golden Palace, but we ran out of those episodes too. So now we do whatever the hell we want. We gotta do that so fast.
0: Oh my gosh, that was a whole mouthful.
1: No. Um, I'm used to putting I- a lot in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Already starting with the explicit rating at the beginning of the podcast.
0: <laughs> this is why we have an explicit rating. Um, everybody, fasten your seatbelt Slut Puppies, because today we're doing something a little new, a little fun. We decided to do a golden compilation of the girls' best musical moments on the show, and there are so Many, many, many great musical moments now, on the Golden Girls.
1: Carrie Doherty, Bush, Underwood, Taylor, I think you should, because you were announcing a golden compilation of the musical moments, you are supposed to sing that. That is meant to well, be sung in a B. Arthur slash showy way. Here, let me try. <clears throat> we decided to do a golden compilation of musical moments from the Golden Girls. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thunderous applause. And of course you break out a fan. So (laughs) you texted me earlier this week and you said, hey, why don't we do a compilation of musical moments? Now, I'd love to know what is the what was the inspiration behind this? Because I will say I'm always feeling a little musical because I have a kid, I yeah. deliver everything in a very sing
1: songy voice. I love that. That's my favorite thing. I don't like a lot of kids' stuff, but one of my favorite things to do is to like randomly sing.
0: I love it. So tell me, where did this – what was the genesis of Golden Girls musical moments? Because I love it. I'm here for it. I'm just
1: curious. There are two moments that happened recently, one that happens pretty regularly and one that pops up from time to time. The one that pops up from time to time is a musical moment that's going to be featured in this episode from Betty White that often makes the rounds on the internet occasionally. I'm not going to say it. I'm going to save it for the episode. But the other impetus for this episode was there's there's a video that Elliot and I – you know, VIP, Elliot Glazer. He and I text back and forth, and and Michael and I <laughs> sing a lot, where B. Arthur's singing, I believe it's a song from Hair. I don't know, but she was at the Hollywood Bowl. I believe she's dressed in a weird way, but she's singing, Black boys are delicious. Like, she's basically singing a song about how much her as the character loves black men. And
0: I do remember Elliot showing us this video. And
1: it is the funniest thing because it's, 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 the song is not necessarily funny. I mean, sure. Maybe it is, but like it's B Arthur singing black boys are delicious. Like, it's just, it's, it hits me in every way and it brings me so much joy because it's so weird. It's so random. It's so rare. It's so perfect. And I just thought, okay, well, of course, B. Arthur has a whole career of musical moments, and there were many wonderful, you know, musical moments on The Golden Girls. Why don't we do an episode where we talk a little bit about the musical moments outside of The Golden Girls for a little bit for the first segment, and then at the end, maybe talk about our favorite musical moments on the show, and then maybe, maybe rank them from our favorites, so we can get into a little bit of a fight about which one's the best? Because I, I, I know we disagree. I know we disagree.
0: I know this really is going to be George Clooney 2.0. So (laughs) why don't we just take a moment to talk a little bit about our musical backgrounds. Oh, I love that. Oh, my God.
1: I love that because I have a great story about the only musical I've ever done.
0: Please.
1: Okay. Well, I've talked so much. What's your musical background?
0: So, okay. So obviously I was a theater kid. because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I did all of the musicals from seventh grade with Camelot all the way through my senior year. You know, we did them all. We did anything goes. We did all of our, that's how it goes. Yeah. We got to sing in British accents. Oliver, Oliver, never before <laughs> has a boy wanted more. All that good stuff. Um, my, I used to take over my high school boyfriend's band. Um, he had a band. It was essentially a Three Doors Down slash Creed cover band.
1: That sounds um, horrible.
0: Called everybody sucks but Jared. <laughs> he was Jared. Um, I used to make them learn songs from the Josie and the Pussycat soundtrack that um, Kay Hanley from Letters to Cleo uh, sang. She's my Letters Cleo is my favorite band of all time. Um, and then, of course, I think one of my biggest musical moments of my entire life was um, when I was hosting the IMDb show and nice. I got to sing the Golden Girls theme song with Winston Duke Mm. from Black Panther from Wakanda forever, who is a huge golden girls fan. Will he be at golden con? No, I don't know. No, (laughs) Um, but those are sort of my, you know, those are sort of my musical highlights.
1: Wow. Wow. I love that. Okay. I, I, I am a musical person, although I don't like music. That's funny. I know. I, I, I don't wait. Mu- music overwhelms me finding music, listening to music. I find listening to music very stressful. It's just, I don't, I don't know how to handle music. Uh, music is one of the things that causes me a lot of anxiety in my life.
0: And oh, no. as,
1: as, a uh, you know, a person who now does drag pretty regularly, I often am forced to lip sync because that is what drag queens do, even though I hate it. And so of course I make it funny and stuff. What, but, I hate it even more because, like, I don't care about any, I don't care to lip sync to any song. No song really does it for me. Anyway, okay, so that said, I do think I'm also very musical because I do find myself singing often. And sometimes, even though I know I can't sing, like Elliot loves to make fun of me not singing and not being able to sing, I still sing all the time and I don't care. I sing how I sing and everyone else can deal with it. So, my one musical moment I do love musical theater and I love Broadway. And I love all those things. But I also knew I would never be in a Broadway musical or anything musical because, like, I can't sing. So in high school, I had to audition for West Side Story, right? And there was one non-singing part. And I knew that part was for me because it was about an old man and he was fat. And so I was like, I can do that. Like, that much I can do. But the singing and the dancing, I cannot do. And everyone had to do a song for the audition. And I just went in there like... I can't do a song. What am I going to do? So I literally went in there and I talk sang um, Maybe This Time from Cabaret. And I turned yes. it in, and I turned it into a whole like performance. I was like, maybe this time I'll be lucky. Maybe this time, maybe he'll stay.
0: I love it. <laughs> and it was Did like, you get the part?
1: I got the part I wanted because it was the one that I knew I was going to get because it was the only one I could do. I got the old fat man. And... I was great as the old fat man. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, no, I I'm I, I can't sing. I have a very but I love I love musicals. I love lately I've been listening to on a loop. I'm here Cynthia Erivo singing uh, I'm here from the Color Purple. I'm obsessed. Oh, with Oh, that's it. nice. Such a that's beautiful a good song. soundtrack. I highly recommend people listen to that.
0: I um throughout was it my pregnancy. Like my sort of like labor soundtrack on the way to um, the hospital was Book of Mormon.
1: (laughs) (gasps) Which song from Book of Mormon? Like all of Book of Mormon?
0: All of them.
1: uh, Hello. My name is Elder Price. Elder Price. Uh, and would you like uh, to
0: read about the <laughs> amazing book? Yeah. Um, when I was working on um, Schooled, one of Turn our actors, off. Gabe Gibbs, yeah. who's a wonderful human being and super, super talented, I had seen him. Um, is Elder Price in Book of Mormon? Um, at the Pantages Theater, oh, wow. and I was like, I have a million questions for you. And yeah. then I told our showrunner, I was like, Do you know that Gabe Gibbs is a Broadway actor? So they wrote a whole episode where he sang an Aerosmith song. Um, oh, it was wow. amazing. You know, that's um, what
1: makes, I mean, so many actors so great. B. Arthur included. That, you know, the all these women, all four of the Golden Girls, came from a school. Maybe not so much Estelle, but. Ooh, the puppy said hello.
0: <laughs> yes. We're on like I have like a, a super sensitive mic tonight. Yes, yeah My dog just hot basically, mic, guys. basically just shook like he got out of the tub, but he really just drank some water. Oh, so so he's very funny. dramatic.
1: Um no, I I all four of the women can come, come from a school like that sort of forties, fifties school of acting where you had to literally know how to do everything. You had to know right. how to sing, you had to know how to act, you had to know how to dance like all of the things
0: tightrope walk yeah of course
1: like you know change an engine in a car like all the things and and so they all had musical ability but what i love about like broadway performers especially when they're doing because nowadays that's not really the case there are so many actors who don't need to know how to sing and dance and stuff but when they do like i'm thinking jane krakowski krakowski from 30 rock i'm thinking mm-hmm. someone like her who she could sing on 30 Rock and it was always so beautiful, so funny, so great to hear someone be able to sing like she can because she has this great Broadway background, but she's also just so fucking funny yeah. and it's such a nice combination and they did it on the Golden Girls too with B. Arthur because of course, every, which we'll talk about, but everyone knew she was Broadway, like she came from Broadway and so they let her sing, which is exciting and I, I just love that about sort of the surprise of actors today when you, when they, when you know that they have this Broadway background and they can belt a tune randomly.
0: Yeah, it's, it is, it is a real nice surprise to see on the show. I feel like I know we have a lot of clips, so maybe we should take a break yeah. and then we'll come back and we'll sort of start with um, the women, the musical moments musical outside moments the golden Girls, from outside of the girls. And then we'll get into the girls. Cause we do have a lot of musical moments from the golden girls that we want to talk Wait,
1: about. Let's sing it out. Let's take a break. Yes. Okie dokie macaroni. Here we are talking about all the fantastic musical moments of the Golden Girls when they weren't quite Golden Girls quite yet. And like I was saying before, we all know that like B Arthur was the musical one. B Arthur had the music background, everyone knew that. We're going to get to B Arthur. I'm saving B Arthur for the last because of course who why wouldn't you? But there was a moment when all four women sang together. Did you know that? Outside the Golden Girls.
0: You know I, I was not aware of this clip when you sent it. It was really fun to watch. Their outfits were stunning. Well,
1: it was the 1986 Emmys. Betty White had just won. She was the only one who won for of course the series won for best comedy series and all of those things. But she had won for Best Actress in a Comedy Series. So the other woman hadn't won yet. But they closed the Emmys in 1986 singing a song about friendship. I think we need to listen to it. Let's
0: go. You and I, we get continued next
1: week. Most friends fade or they don't make the grade. Love quickly
0: laid and in a pin short.
1: Of course, when so they sweet, when they all sing together, it becomes a B. Arthur song <laughs> because her voice just comes out and it's what i love is that, of course b arthur started it and then betty white did and betty white has a has a really pretty fine voice and then rue McClanahan saying and it is it just you could tell she was nervous and she also did not have a great voice she's basically blanche she's blanche she can't really sing and then oh i
0: disagree i, I think mean, she can sing she i can. think it just depends on the song
1: yes yes i agree um and then estelle getty did her bit which she's more like me she talks things you know but it was so cute to see them all together on stage singing like it's in a musical number like it just it warmed my heart but before that of the uh, so like I said Estelle and Rue never really had musical I mean of course I'm sure there are musical moments with them and they've done musical things but they really were never known for anything musical ever however Betty White certainly was and Betty White as the as the Grandmother of television, she's the one who really she was there from the very beginning. I mean, it's wild to think about, but she had her own shows in the fifties, both variety shows and a, and, a, and a sitcom. I mean, she was doing so much, and on these variety shows, she had to sometimes sing, and it was. It, it, I'm watching some of the clips because there's so many clips of her singing from a fifties variety show, either her variety show or on other shows, and it's just it's so sweet. I'm gonna play a little bit of a clip from her in 1954. Keep in mind, she would have been, I think, 32 in 1954, which is wild to think about because you don't, like, she was in her 30s as an adult singing in this variety show in the 50s. It just blows me away. It blows me away. Here, let's listen. It's a good day
0: for singing a song, and it's a good day for moving
1: along. It's a good
0: day. How can anything go wrong
1: It just, it warms my heart that she had this sort of, I don't know, this personality of, yeah, sure, she could sing and she could dance and she could host and she could act and all these things, but it was, she was just sort of selling herself as like a personality, which at the end of her life, she certainly was. She she lived kind of off of her being a personality. Like, she, over the years with Mary Tyler Moore and stuff, she became more of an actress and she became known for the characters. But I really think in the 50s and at the end of her life, she was sort of this, personality who would just show up and do fun things like like that, you know?
0: Yeah, that that is a really fun clip and it's a really fun song. It just feels old and rich. Yeah. Like rich like not money rich, but rich just I, I don't know, just and if you watch the clip and you sort of watch her perform it, it's just it's you're just like wow she really has been doing this for so long and she's so so good at it
1: well and then so we'll get to the 70s now and she of course did she was on the Mary Tyler Moore show of course but she also did a lot of other sort of variety stuff and a lot of variety appearances and on those shows sometimes they would sing and there was one variety show I think she was on Dinah Shore and she was with her husband which is like you ra- outside of Alan, the game, Al- Alan which is w- Alan uh, Ludden, which is w- you so rarely see them together outside of the game show and stuff, you know what I mean? But here, here they're singing together, and it is so sweet. You're gonna need a tissue. You're gonna need a tissue. I found you just in time before you came. My time was I the way she looks at him. Lost the losing dice were tossed. My bridges all were crossed. Nowhere to go. But now you're here, <laughs> and I mean, now and I know what I think makes that so sweet. Is you know, Alan uh, only lived for a couple more years after that, and and uh, the way she looks at him while she's singing, which. To me, is sort of one of the best things about music is that it really brings out an emotion that sometimes is difficult to put into words. You know what I mean? Right. And, yes. And the way she, as she's singing, the way she's looking at him, both in sort of like a cutesy way, like "Can you believe we're doing this?" But also in sort of like a, it almost she almost seems teary eyed. It just it, it because it's so. But yet she's sitting there with other people, like it's like a friendly. Dinosaurs, there they're all sort of singing around each other. It's sort of like, like a campfire sing along around a piano, but she seems emotional just even looking at them. They're Bella. having
0: like a very intimate moment while they're singing together. It's really sweet,
1: it's really so so sweet. So then, of course, Betty, she between that moment in the 70s between the Mary Tyler Moore show and the Golden Girls, Betty did a lot. Betty guest starred on shows betty did game shows betty was busy and one of the shows that she guest starred on quite often was the love boat it's exciting and new see i can sing everything yes. um and her and carol channing did an episode of the love boat which is like <laughs> so ridiculous they're doing kind of like a because this is a song made famous by another Golden Girl, so a part of me was like, I shouldn't share this one because I should save it for when, when B does it. But no, this is a clip that goes around the internet pretty regularly, and everyone is like, can you believe this exists in the world? It's so cute. Here they are singing Bosom Buddies. Who
0: else will sit down and tell you the truth?
1: Again, I'm aware that my candid opinion may sting, though often my frank observations might scald. I've been meaning to tell you for years you should keep your hair natural like mine. If I kept my hair natural like yours, I'd be bald. <laughs> 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 and it's like they were they were acting, of course, but what I loved about the Love Boat is that they were playing off of their already like known personalities. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because they were, even though they were playing characters, they still were kind of, and people watching the show were like, oh, yeah, Betty White and Carol Channing are going to be on Love Boat tonight. Like, I'm going to watch that. You know?
0: Yeah. I re- I like the distinction between their two voices, too. Because mm-hmm. even if, even just listening to it, if you're not watching the clip, they they really do sound like two very different characters.
1: It, <laughs> Carol Channing's voice. Is one of the funniest voices I think I love I've it. ever heard. Can you imagine her ordering like a like a like a Starbucks coffee? I said venty. <laughs> like, <I>, like, <laughs> like just something ridiculous. So okay, so Betty White then, of course, she was on the Golden Girls and she had many musical moments, but it was in her later years, in her sort of retirement years, even though that woman never, ever retired, but it was in her retirement years that Betty White did a song that is so ridiculous, that is so Silly. That is so it was for an insurance company, I think, or a retirement company. I don't know what it was, but it is a song that ever since recording this clip earlier today, I cannot get this song out of my head. It is in my head in an annoying way. And now it will be in your head in an annoying way. I'm still hot. what? i what? I'm hot. I'm still hot. I have been saying I'm still hot all day.
0: I mean you do say that a lot during the summertime what's funny about all these betty clips is we really are right now on like a sort of like um disney highline adventure going through the decades with, the, yes. with these musical numbers like yes. we just shot forward um into the 21st century wasn't really uh, much
1: between outside of the disney thing that we we covered on another episode where they went to the parks at disney and sang and did musical numbers and stuff there really wasn't much that Betty was doing singing between that between the seventies and the aughts, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what it's it's for lifeline?
1: Yeah, Lifeline, what was it? Life the Lifeline program, which is a retirement plan for seniors, which at that point, I mean, you, you might be late in getting a retirement plan. <laughs>
0: If it's, well but if it's for seniors i guess maybe it's like you're putting away the pennies that you find in the cushions or something or maybe. or i don't know maybe it really is about just investing what money you do have but also i how, have no the, idea how
1: does the song i'm still hot correlate to a retirement plan
0: <laughs> well was she doing when was this was she doing hot in cleveland at the time yes she was yeah so maybe they were just trying to do a tie-in yeah. um all right what else we got
1: so that's it for the Betty clips. However, there is if you want to. There's a horrible cuz I hate when YouTubers like just fucking like record the TV screen and they, that's how they upload a video. You know those th- those moments? Yes. There's a great video of someone doing that. But it's B Arthur and Betty White on a talk show. Again, I think it's Dinah Shore where they're singing 42nd Street, but then out of nowhere B Arthur gets up and starts tap dancing as she's singing 42nd Street and then Betty White gets up to join her, and they're both just tap dancing at the same time. It was a fun clip,
0: but the quality was awful. So
1: bad, so bad. But I would encourage you to go watch it because it is probably my favorite Betty B musical moment. Okay, getting on to Queen B, queen of musical theater, queen of Broadway, she is everything. So B Arthur got her start on Broadway and became really kind of famous on Broadway by originating a role in the musical Fiddler on the Roof, which is like iconic you know what i mean like that's like yes. huge and then she would go on to become even more iconic by originating a role as as the best friend in the musical mame alongside b arthur's best friend angela, angela Lansbury. angela Lansbury. which is just this seeing seeing them sing together just makes me feel all of the things always be dear companions my crony Always be a harmonizing Orphanny and Sandy like Amos and Andy if I say that your sense of style's as far off as your There's something and then when they sang this on the Tonies, I think this was in the eighties. When they sang this on the Tonies You know, they were legends of Broadway, like Angela Mm -hmm. Lansbury in particular, but they were legends. And so when they came out, the people went crazy. And it was seeing B. Arthur do this musical number, which she had, well, the funny thing about this was Angela Lansbury did not get the role in the film version of MAME. And it became a very, very dramatic thing. But B. Arthur did, because I believe her husband directed it. And so the fact that so many people recognize those two as originating that role in MAME, I think- speaks to a how bad the film name is but also how iconic those two are together you know what i mean
0: yeah yeah for sure yeah it was really fun seeing them together and you can tell like they're just such good friends yeah
1: now on Maud, she didn't really sing that much on Maud. I'll, I'll say that she, there was not many moments but there is a really 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 funny moment on Maud where Maud is singing at like a charity or something and she's singing the song smile And there's a girl in a wheelchair (laughs) next to her. She's not supposed to be singing the song with her, but she's kind of singing the song to her. But the girl does not like Maude at all. And, well, she starts to attack her. Listen here.
0: Smile even though it's breaking When there are clouds in the sky You'll get by If you smile (laughs)
1: Through your the little girl bit her finger. Smile and maybe tomorrow oh, you'll see the sun. I, it was such a funny clip.
0: Charlie bit Maud's finger.
1: Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: such- song reminds me of uh, this is a deep cut. If anybody mm. else shouts this out right now while listening, um, while they're doing their laundry or driving, this song reminds me of the movie My Girl. Oh wow
1: when she's in hollywood
0: where she's in hollywood and she's trying to get she's trying to find out about her mother and she finds this like old super eight home movie of her mother singing this song and Mm -hmm. it was the first time i heard it when i was younger and that song has just stuck with me because the actor that they got to play the mother it was She's saying it so beautifully. She's like sitting it on like a picnic table at a cookout or something. And Veda just gets like completely lost in this moment. And, and it's a beautiful she, moment. And it was really nice to hear B. Arthur sing it.
1: Does she then chew her food and show it to someone and call it seafood?
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, Shelly, seafood. Jamie Lee Curtis. Wow. Oscar
1: winner. Okay. So now. We're jumping to a, one of the most, like, another clip. So, like, the, the Betty White and Carol Channing clip makes the rounds on, on social media. This clip dominates social media every single time it pops up. It People go crazy for it. I'm not even going to set it up because you're going to know exactly what it is as soon as I start it. The power that Urkel had in the early nineties was insane. That was just from the American comedy awards and B. Arthur has a a really funny setup when Urkel, Jaleel White, who plays Urkel, when he comes out on stage as Urkel and he's like, Oh, I can teach you the, the Urkel dance or whatever. And then she says, you're dealing with an aging white woman here. Be careful, (laughs) which, which is so funny. And to see, Be Arthur do the Urkel, which I mean. Do you remember where you were when you saw the episode of Family Matters where they did the Urkel dance?
0: I do. I also remember where I was when I saw the episode of Step by Step when he did the Urkel dance, and when he went on Full House. Though I don't think he did the Urkel dance on Full House, but um, I will say I can't believe I interviewed Jaleel White for my web series back in like probably 2012, and. I did not ask him about dancing with B. Arthur, but I should have. But I can tell you that one thing that Jaleel shared with me about being Steve Urkel um, specifically was about Stefan Urkel, Mm. his sexy alter ego, which everybody remembers. He said. Jaleel White is hot. He's hot. The first time he came out as Stefan Urkel, the audience screamed. For so long that they had to like go back and reshoot it without the audience because they were (laughs) they lost their
1: minds. That makes me so happy.
0: Because nobody had looked at him that way before because he was only known as Steve Urkel. Like nobody knew Jaleel from other things. So when they suddenly saw this version of him. You know, th- these are the days before Instagram and TikTok and all this shit. Where like, yeah. you know, you're not really seeing photos of him in like the tabloids. So and all it was that a stuff. real surprise. So it was a real surprise, and people lost their minds. And all of a sudden, he was a sex pot.
1: Well, you know who else was a sex pot? B. B. Arthur. <laughs> Arthur returning to Broadway. That's what. So B. Arthur, at the end, a few years before she passed away, she did a run on Broadway, which was sort of a one woman show slash musical cabaret and it was her and a pianist and it was just her telling stories. And then she would sometimes sing and I got to see it multiple times. And it, it was, it was amazing. And it was very much just sort of an intimate night with B. Arthur in a lot of ways. And she toured with it and it was a real sort of beautiful swan song. So I couldn't end a musical tribute to B. Arthur without giving a little bit of the thing that she probably was one of the most proud things she probably was, was her doing this show. So, Romance. Let's face the music and dance. Dance. Let's
0: face the music and dance.
1: I mean, what an icon. A, a true icon. What of an Broadway, icon. A true icon of TV. Just a true icon in general of the entertainment industry. And I. I loved this. And now I think we should take a little break because we need to then do our best, our favorite Golden Girls musical moments. Are you yes, ready? let's do it. I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> okay, so in no particular order... We've got our favorite Golden Girls musical moments, at which the at the end of this episode we are going to rank and probably get into a pretty healthy debate. Um, I'm going to start with from season five, episode seven, "Not Another Monday." uh, The women singing "Mr. Sandman." Okay, they're taking care of baby Frank for the weekend. They can't get him to sleep, so you know what do they sing to him? Naturally. Mr. Sandman. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream, make him the cutest that I've ever seen, give him the word that I'm not a
1: rover, and tell him that his lonesome nights are over, Sandman. I mean, it's just one of those moments that... It's just just Be Arthur going, yes. yes. <laughs> it's just, it's perfect.
0: She makes so many of these musical moments funny with those little tiny bits Broadway. and the seriousness, the sultriness in her, you know, in her voice. It's absolutely amazing. Um, mm. Have you ever sang a baby to sleep?
1: No, I have never, I've never done anything to a baby to get to go to sleep. I have literally left the room and I was like, good luck, kid.
0: I would sing um and i would put the song on and sing along to it sailing to little oreo sailing by christopher cross because my mom used to sing it to me um i thought it was was sail
1: away sail away sail away away.
0: away. (laughs) no not that one um but for the longest time when i was a teenager i actually thought that it was an in sync song because they did a cover of it on their first album um but it's not uh but yeah so i would sing sailing to little oreo um okay should we do our next moment of course we should Okay, next musical Golden Girls Moment from season 5, episode 18, An Illegitimate Concern, Sunny and Share. Now, Shady Pines Mother-Daughter Pageant. The entrances are amazing. B is getting such a reaction. She actually has to pause in the doorway to fix her tassels. It's just it's so amazing. Let's play it. They say we-
1: I really do think now we're not doing this at Golden Con, but I do feel like we should perhaps do a sunny and share look someday.
0: That would be really fun. It, and also, like, once again, be Arthur going babe. It's those one word. Things yeah. that the, those one word moments that she just gets such a laugh. It was also really fun that in the next season they'd get Sonny Bono on as a special guest star playing himself yeah. in Blanche's like wild, wild dream. <laughs> um, okay, quick question yeah. if there were a competition of duets mm-hmm. and Rose and Blanche were going to sing a duet to go up against Dorothy and Sophia singing I Got You, Babe, what do you think Rose and Blanche would sing? Oh.
1: God, that's such a hard question, but I would think it would have to harken back to the episode in which Blanche was bad at doing dirty dancing and they would do the duet. I've had the time of my life. And would they do the lift? Yes, of course. Oh, my gosh. I love
0: that. I Blanche's think- is
1: Patrick Swayze. Just FYI. Blanche's Patrick Swayze. It's funnier, you know.
0: It is funnier. I, I think that um, they would do, you're the one that I want from Greece because I think Blanche would want to wear tight leather pants.
1: Oh, yes. Yes, I could see that, too.
0: Oh, my goodness. Okay, our next golden musical moment from Season 6, Episode 26, Henny Penny Straight No Chaser, is, of course, our Henny Penny moment. We, of course, had to include a musical theater number. Um. I always wondered how this episode came to be. I feel like they were like, we know we want the women to be in funny costumes, birds. And then and then this is just what happened. Let's play the clip.
1: A piece of blue sky just, just fell on her head. head. The wherefore and why are best done. left unsaid. But we have a hunch and
0: it's appalling that like it, it or not, the sky is falling. Help! Disaster is near
1: with fear help the
0: outlook is drear with
1: dreads again again, again. the arthur. one word be arthur help it's just I, it sets it it's perfect
0: i do remember recording this episode originally with elliot in alaska and oh, yes. elliot pointing out the help and yeah. we talked about it ad nauseum what was he saying
1: um, about help i forget
0: just that it's really funny. Yeah. That it's just a really funny moment. Yeah. Um, I do remember, yeah, uh, Elliot pointing that out. Um, I can yeah, see. I was. I, I only ugh.
1: said because on the on a most recent episode of You're Making It Worse, he was trying to trash the singing voice of Liza Minnelli, which I am not here for. And he says it's just it has it's not good. And I was like, was he trashing B. Arthur's singing voice? Because if so, I'm texting him. I'm blocking him. Actually. He's well,
0: I'm pretty sure On the, if you go back and listen, he has said that she's not a good singer.
1: Which I disagree with. I think she's actually a great singer.
0: I, I, di- I disagree as well. I also think she's a great singer.
1: Wow. Elliot Glazer, you're canceled.
0: Put him on blast. All right. <laughs> so our next Golden Girls musical moment from season two, episode six, Big Daddy's Little Lady is the Miami song. Now. Because we've played the actual like final Miami songs so many times on this podcast, we decided to instead play Roses' first pass with the lyrics because like it's also, I'm assuming, the only time the word uterine has been uttered in a television sitcom.
1: Miami is nice, so I'll say it twice. Miami is nice. Miami
0: is nice. Miami is. Wait, 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 wait,
1: wait a minute. You put in an extra Miami is nice. I had to. It hurts the music if you don't put it in. Yeah, but the lyrics don't make any sense. I mean, it goes, Miami is nice, so I'll say it twice. Oh, I see the problem. <laughs> well, what about this? Miami is nice, so I'll say it thrice.
0: Like, <laughs> right, who the hell says thrice?
1: It's a word. So is interuterine. It. it, it it's just, it's perfect.
0: I love it. It's perfect. It's a perfect scene. It's so funny. I mean, who better to write a jingle for Miami than these two women? Also, how Uh,
1: perfect is it? I mean, I bet everyone listening was like, oh, I remember the days when they had that as their theme song. People were probably having all of their nostalgic feels for old episodes of Out on the Lanai.
0: Is that not our theme song anymore? No. When was the last time (laughs) you listened to an episode? I haven't. I, I sometimes wow. I skip the episodes. Wow, What's our theme song? Oh,
1: Carrie. it's 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 the it's the regular theme song. It's you know we have oh. for the rewatch of, of Golden Palace we shift we switched to switch
0: to share share.
1: Well, when that happened because originally we were doing the Golden Palace theme song, but then Share came out and did Thank You for Being a Friend, and we were like, okay, of course we have to have Share doing Thank You for Being a Friend, but now we just have the regular theme song in there.
0: I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do listen to it sometimes. Um, do you have a favorite like commercial jingle?
1: Ooh. Ooh. You know.
0: <laughs> or just one that gets stuck in your head?
1: Yeah. There's an Ozempic commercial lately that Michael keeps singing. And I forget how it goes now. But it's every time he sings it, I sing, along, sing it along with him. But it's one of those that you don't remember it until someone else does it. And then they do it. Hold on. Uh, you, you you share yours, then I'm gonna text Michael.
0: Oh, mine's really fast. The one I always get stuck in my head is "We Are Farmers." Dun 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 dun. Oh, that's,
1: that's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. Now I also love all of like I I I'm a big I watch a lot a lot of daytime television, and so I'm I'm catching all of the weird songs and all. My favorite one now it's not a song, but it's Vivica Fox. Um, oh yeah. Uh, sorry, the Ozempic one because Michael just texted me. He's here. He's just in another room. Michael just texted me. Oh, oh, Ozempic. <laughs> it's what we. It's that's the song. And we, I don't know that I've seen that one. And we constantly sing it to each other, and it's so stupid. But no, right now there's a there's a car insurance commercial or something where Vivica Fox is like, "Darlings, <laughs> you're anti Viv here." You you know something's gonna go wrong with right. So when something goes wrong with your car, and you know it will, they like to threaten you with that. Vivica Fox is. I don't think I've
0: seen that one either.
1: Trust your auntie Viv. (laughs) It's so good. It's not a song, but it's my favorite commercial. Oh oh oh, oh, epic.
0: Oh wait. Is that? Are they doing it to like? Oh, oh, it's magic. You no, know? no, it's it's Olympic. Oh, then oh. I then I have no idea. Then also, what am I singing? I, need I think to I'm start... just singing the song in a commercial. <laughs> I think
1: I need to start a golden GoFundMe for Olympic just to lose some weight. I think isn't that the one that they use use? They yeah, I think it's the diabetes drug that people the celebrities are using to lose weight. I think I'm going to do that.
0: Okay, well,
1: that's it. That's all I got. We've we have we've sound gone off on in journey. the comments, guys. <laughs>
0: All right. Our next golden musical moment from season three, episode two, one for the money is gonna stuff a chicken. Now I love a clip show and I loved it when they did it more like vignettes where they were all new, not repurposing old stuff. Such a fun idea. Um, everybody knows the girls start their own catering business. They're making a bunch of roasted chickens for a wedding assembly line, 3. AM, uh, They're gonna stuff a chicken. Let's stuff a chicken.
1: chicken. Gonna stuff the the chicken. chicken. Like my mama taught me. Like my My mama mama taught me. (laughs) Gonna take the chicken. Down to Mississippi. What's funny about it is it seems like a song that Blanche would sing.
0: It it does sound like a song like from the South. Yeah. But I hear you. But I think character wise, it's it's why it's funny. It's why it's funny.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, I also think that, like, deciding to have a catering business out of this kitchen with one tiny oven in Miami is like the second worst business plan they came up with. The first, of course, being the Golden Palace. (laughs) Oh,
1: you mean, well, the Golden Palace really takes the cake. Or the subway or the burrito was that a burrito in that episode i think it was yes it was it. a
0: giant burrito yeah, it takes
1: the burrito but um but i also love the the mink business remember they're going to the mink business with oh the... they
0: were breeding the minks yes yeah. that was also a bad business was also decision bad.
1: but hey gay rights
0: do you <laughs> <laughs> i realized i took too long of a beat and that's why it was funny. did you get Sorry. it
1: though did you get the gay rights bit
0: Yes, because okay, at the end okay, they're, okay, okay, they're okay. excited. For a moment, I was like, like, "They're breeding." They're, there's always
1: there's always that moment, especially because you are a loving ally of the queer community. However, there are times when I say a joke around straight people. I do this a lot in meetings where I say a joke, and it's it's a distinctly queer joke. It's like something that like queer people are going to pick up on, and. I realize that the straight people in the room have no idea what I'm talking about.
0: Oh, no. Yeah, the two minks are boys at the yeah. end. They're having a good time. Um, no, I was looking at my notes because I wanted to ask, do you, since this is a musical episode, do you sing while you cook? Uh,
1: well, I sing when I pretty much do anything. Um, but I wouldn't say I sing when I cook. I don't know. I sing when I'm setting stuff down. I sing things randomly to Michael. I sing, I sing all of the time. I'm, I'm just constantly singing.
0: Stan's dad is like that. He, when he's in town, he's always like humming. And I noticed Stan's brother do it sometimes when he's over, like just going to the fridge to like make coffee and get the creamer out and stuff. Yeah. And they hum. I don't, I don't sing while I cook because I watch Dateline while I cook. <laughs> I like to watch my murder shows. Um, And do you
1: make up songs?
0: Do I make up songs? Yes. That's
1: mainly what I do is I make up songs.
0: I make up songs with little Oreo. So there's one song and they're always to the tunes of other songs. Of course. Because I'm, yeah, of course. But um, she just got like a little, um, like a cleaning set. And so I take the little mop and we do, um, this is the way we mop Oreos toes, mop Oreos toes. Mm. And, um, but I say her name. Um, and we mop her toes and she laughs. So oh, that's the song cute. I made up about mopping her toes. I
1: used to in Chicago when I was studying improv, I was always the one who would like be good at the musical improv stuff because I could just make up songs to, to, to rant to tunes that people knew, but I could put in weird words and like, it would be funny, you know?
0: Do you have an example that you could think of off the top of your head?
1: I mean, no, I don't because it's so in the moment. I think I need a prompt and I need something to be in it. But, you know, give me a prompt.
0: Okay. Um, Doing your taxes.
1: Gonna do my taxes on the cell phone. Cause it's all I can afford. (laughs) Gonna do my taxes on the cell phone. Go on and ping me in my LTE. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) yes <laughs> that's a bad that go. was bad
1: but literally i did it to drake's cell phone and i thought i've always thought it's funny because i had it because uh i think michael one year was trying to do his taxes on his cell phone oh no it's so funny to me because it's like sure you can i mean it's a computer but like you should. i
0: know but you need more screen space well it's a lot of stuff it's a lot of, data. It's a lot of stuff um okay so the next two clips are from an iconic musical episode Season seven, episode 18, Journey to the Center of Attention, maybe one of the best episode titles in the series. And what's so great about this moment, this episode, we've seen the women compete over men using their sex appeal. We've seen them compete at dancing. We've seen them compete at acting at an audition. Patrick Vaughn. To see these two, to see two of these women compete via song is an utterly thrilling experience. Blanche V Dorothy let's start with Blanche
1: I want to be loved by you just you and nobody else but you I want to be loved by you alone ah <laughs>
0: uh. All right. I think we got to go right into yeah. Dorothy.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Alone,
0: with only dreams of you that won't come true, what'll I do? What'll I do with just a photograph to tell my. Troubles too when I'm alone with only dreams of you that
1: won't come
0: true. What'll I do?
1: Oh. It's it's a little like what I do? Like it's that little bit, you know, she came in that day. She came in for rehearsal for this song, wearing massive sunglasses, hair a mess, barefoot, probably in sandals. Just like coming in, chill, being like, let's get to work and just put the glasses on the piano and started singing. And she probably did in two takes. She was done. She was like, we got to see it through 730 showtime.
0: I the thing I love about this episode and just specifically like just rewatching these two musical performances outside of the episode is I love their two like distinct, but different styles of singing. They're like, it's like Buster Keaton versus Charlie Chaplin, both comedians, but you have Buster Keaton who is Blanche, very big, very animated you know very lots of big physical comedy yeah. i love the sort of marilyn monroe you know happy birthday mr president yeah. like oh, voice with marilyn. the sex appeal yeah. thank you and dorothy is charlie chaplin all of the emotion is in the face yeah. it's very raw she is emotional there's a moment she when is...
1: she's singing where she recognizes that she has the bar's attention which mm-hmm. as a i mean I don't know anyone listening if you've ever done anything in live theater or like comedy or anything that moment when you know you have the room when the mm-hmm. room is yours and you can go in any direction and of course where you have to go is a good direction. But like the when when B, when Dorothy the character Dorothy recognizes she has the room and then stands up and starts singing more and it it's, it's a funny moment because it's it's Dorothy realizing oh my God I'm good oh my God I love this guy you know what I mean like she's very excited in this moment. But as a performer, I relate to it so much because it's such a euphoric feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: like she's very intentional in all of her very like subtle physical movements. Like it's all, all of the emotion is in her eyes. Um, I really think it is one of B. Arthur's like I don't know best moments on the show because she is. And and, and she's so funny in so many moments, but to me, this moment is, it's just, it it is one of her greatest moments on the show. Like I get so lost in that, um, in that, that performance. Um, And of course, in our golden moments, we cannot leave Sophia out of this. So as our uh, final clip that we're going to play from season three, episode six, letter to Gorbachev. This is thanks for the Medicare.
1: for the medicare <laughs> for blue cross and blue shield for a hip
0: that finally healed <laughs> remember on prescriptions generic is a steal we thank you so much
1: so sweet so adorable, so adorable. I-
0: I also, I love the advice that they give about that, you know, it it is important to remember that when it comes to prescriptions, always get the generic because it's hopefully going to be cheaper.
1: You know, it's so funny. I, well, I'm going to save that for when we rank it. I'm going to save, I'm going to save my thoughts on this song for when we rank top
0: okay um i will say i had two honorable mention Mm. uh moments that did not make it but i did want to acknowledge them because they are great musical moments we could just only do so many clips um the first honorable honorable mention is over there over there send send the the word say the word word, over there." there yeah that is a great moment um another great moment that gets an honorable mention is um uh, Blanche and Melissa at the pageant oh, yeah. with Blanche singing blue skies are gonna clear up, put on a happy so face, good. and then dancing with that boa, that mm. is a great Blanche moment, it was just, it cannot top the rusty anchor, but yeah. it is in our honorable mentions Yes. and those were all of the the clips that we pulled now
1: I'm ready to rank these, and I think we need to take a break, yes. and I think this week, we need to replace the golden takeaways with our heated Debate over the rankings of our selected golden musical moments. Yes. Okay, we are back not with our golden takeaway this week. This may be the first episode where we've never done a traditional golden takeaway. And we're doing something else. But this is a golden ranking takeaway. A, rank a, rank <laughs> a golden rank away, if you will. A golden rank away. A golden rank of the, the, specifically the musical moments on the Golden Girls. Which ones are our favorite? Now, we're only going to go from the ones selected today. The best moments that we've yes. selected today, right? Okay. Yes. So what's, I, what's, your, what's, first I have, what's low on the list for you?
0: Well, first I have to say first is that I love them all. I actually felt horrible having to rank them. It's Mm -hmm. almost like saying like, oh, which child do you love the most? So I want to say that even though this is a ranking, I love all of these moments so much and I just had to pick one to be the last one Mm -hmm. and I didn't feel good about it.
1: Which one is it? Sophie's Choice it, baby.
0: It's funny that you say Sophie's Choice. Number eight, I had thanks for the Medicare. (gasps) but I told you I didn't like doing this. It yeah, I
1: don't like that either and I'm going to explain my anger at that when I select Thanks for the Medicare. Um my least favorite of this is Henny Penny. Now, I don't view Henny Penny as a musical moment. I view Henny Penny as a theatrical funny moment. Even though there's a song involved, it does not it doesn't feel like a musical moment to me.
0: Well, okay, let me ask you something. When we ranked these, what was the criteria? I don't think we ever discussed that.
1: No, we're just ranking of the ones we selected. Which ones do we think are the top five? And we're going from five to one now. And the lowest on. Well, my we're list, going
0: from eight to one. We had eight clips.
1: On the Golden Girls ones.
0: Uh huh. Oh
1: well, then then all of them. But the lowest on the list is Henny Penny for me. Okay. What's What's below? Um, what's What's below that then for you?
0: For me, number seven, I picked the Miami song.
1: Interesting. See, I'm going to go with Mr. Sandman. Because while it's a very funny moment, it's not up there for me in the top musical moments.
0: Yeah, to me, I just put Miami song as number seven because there's not a lot of, like, to me, the funniest part is, thrice and in interuterine yeah. as spoken lines. Mm-hmm. I feel so bad for putting things for the Medicare last. I almost don't want to. It's okay,
1: stick to it baby. What's your what's I, your fifth one?
0: My number 6 was henny six. penny. <laughs>
1: I'm all over the numbers. Uh, my number you know.
0: 6 was henny penny because the help is a really funny moment, but otherwise like it's I don't laugh a lot in that as much in that moment. Oh, I hate this.
1: I do too. Um I think I'm going to have to put We're not including honorable mentions, right? No. Um, No. I think I'm going to have to put (sighs) Blanche singing at the Rusty Anchor. And not because it's a bad song, but because it's funny. And it's like, it's more funny than a great musical moment to me.
0: Got it. Okay. Um, For number five, I picked Sonny and Cher.
1: Ooh. You know, I'm gonna also pick that for my five too. That one's that one's also more just a, a, a visual gag than it is a funny song or good song musical. We're just
0: middle of the roading here. Yes. We're middle of the roading. Let's yeah. go on. Number four for me is Mr. Sandman.
1: Number four is gonna have to be. I think I don't know. I'm I'm now I'm forgetting the other ones we've done. Number four to me I think is maybe gonna have to be the Miami Jingle. Even though I hate saying that because it was our theme song for so so long, but I do love the Miami Jingle.
0: Okay. Um, for me, number three, I had I want to be loved by you for Blanche.
1: Wait, I, I'm only remembering two more. What are the other? what are what other ones? There are only
0: two after this.
1: Okay, so it is a top. Okay, it's seven. There's right. eight. Why am I confusing it? Whatever. Okay, then the the second so we're at the second to last one now.
0: Yes. So we're now we're at number two. What is your your number two spot? I feel like
1: people listening are like, what number are we at? Who's on third? My number, my number two. I have very solid number twos. My number two is B singing What Will I Do. That was my
0: number two. Yeah,
1: it's great. It's just it's not my favorite, but it is my it's the best. To me, it's, great. it's I, so great.
0: Yeah, it's, yes, for all the reasons we said. Do we both have the same number one no, moment?
1: No, because I'm, apparently I've forgotten a song because I know I don't have the same number one moment because one of my number one is one of them that you've already mentioned.
0: Then you missed
1: one. I missed one. Or you
0: repeated.
1: I missed one, or maybe I did. Wait, so what's your number one?
0: My number one is Gonna Stuff a Chicken.
1: Oh, that's the one I forgot. <laughs> I forgot Gonna Stuff a Chicken. And you know what? I would put that below any... No, I would put that from henny penny and then gonna stuff a chicken. That's low on my list. That's very low on.
0: Okay, my list. that's I knew I knew I knew it. Yeah. I I just to defend myself, I laugh so hard every time Rose does that. It's so good. And then good. the face she makes after she says it. Mm-hmm. And also just because I love to cook, it reminds me of my grandma. Like, yeah. I literally have her hand mixer that used to be hers. That's what she gave me before Aww. she passed away. So I think there are just a lot of emotions that are tied into that moment for me. But when she says, "Down to Mississippi, it I it's, it fills my heart with joy. So that is why "Gonna Stuff a Chicken was number one for me.
1: Yeah. My number one is thanks for the Medicare. Because... It is the most applicable song. It is probably the thing from the Golden Girls that I quote more than anything in every, in in many situations, medical situations. Whenever the word prescription is said, I think of Sophia saying, remember with prescriptions, generic is a steal. I even think at chemo, when I was doing chemo, I even think I said that to pharmacists, to doctors, to friends at, at, at chemo with me. Like, I said that often. Also, to this day, whenever I have to say thank you, a lot of times I will just randomly go, thank you so, so much. much. I mean, I just, it's so integrated into my life in a way, and it's it's a it's a 20-second stupid song, but yet I I literally can safely say I quote it every single week.
0: I definitely, I need to bump it down. It does not belong in my number eight spot. I don't know what I was thinking.
1: You're feeling bad that you chose that song. I am
0: feeling bad. It is actually a really sweet moment. Mm -hmm. I definitely, I'm going to put it over the Miami song. I think I'm going to put it over Henny Penny too. Mm. It's it's up there for me. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, well, I thought we were going to get into a bigger fight about that, but we really didn't. We really We've didn't. really grown up since our George Clooney wow. fight. Wow. We're so
1: mature. Guys, we want to know what your favorite Golden Girls musical moments or even just what your favorite musical moments from the girls are ever in their careers. Definitely let us know in the comments of this episode. And also, like, send us a DM and stuff if you have other mentions that you think we have forgotten about that desperately need to be mentioned
0: yes and thank you all so much for listening that has been another episode of out on the lanai and we'll catch you back here next week for more golden girls greatness
1: and i don't know if you heard but we are now a part officially a part of mom Muggles the media network so go support everything that mom is doing and you can follow us on social media at golden girls pod on twitter Out on the Lanai Official on Instagram, Golden Girls Pod on Facebook, and I am Sadie Pine slash HL and Scott on everything. Just look for me there.
0: And I'm Squidzy on Instagram and Squid Eats Squid on Twitter. And if you have a moment, please rate and review us wherever you get the (laughs) podcast, because the more ratings we get, the more the show will get bumped up and the more people will discover it and join our lovely kick-ass community of Golden Girls fans. And
1: as always,
0: remember,
1: let's sing it. Stay,
0: Stay golden.
1: golden
0: I think that was really pretty
1: That was really pretty We uh-huh. are not-